Burrow stepped on it. Beagle scores! Jay Beagle has the icebreaker. 3.45 in. Antoine Roussel with four hits in the opening period and causes a turnover here. Maybe a chance as Brandon Sutter's in. Penalty coming up. Scores! Sutter follows up. Excuse me, Roussel. And it's 2-0. It's Pedersen with a break. Here's Pedersen hanging on. Quinn Hughes arrives. Back it goes. Side door. A shot scores. What a beauty. Tick, tack, goal. Troy Stetcher. Besser available on this near side. Back to Pedersen. Around the horn. One-timer scores. Brock Besser. Power play goal. 4-0 Vancouver. And it's a good thing he did. Here's Beagle. Jay Beagle to the dead in front. Scores. Tyler Mott. Fans will take it from long range. There will be a new Stanley Cup champion in 2020. The Vancouver Canucks have knocked off the St. Louis Blues. And welcome back into the Canucks and Pucks podcast. On a day just after the Canucks moved on to the second round of being the St. Louis Blues in game six. Very happy to be joined again by Clay Emo um, from YouTube and uh, you know him from there and the GLCPC club. We're seeing a lot more members, I'm sure. Uh, thanks, Clay, for joining me again. My pleasure, Matthew. Yeah, the GLCPC is growing like crazy, as we'd expect with a Canucks win. And uh, I know, well, it doesn't affect you from a standpoint of you being a lifetime member, but yeah, I know in all seriousness, it's, it's a wonderful time to be a fan, as I'm sure you've been talking about as well. And I think this is my third time now with you, right? Yeah, We've done yeah. it before each of the series. So something's working. Something's working. We've got to keep going. So <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's great to be, I mean, this is the first time the Canucks have made it since 2011. And we all know what happened then. Uh, went to Stanley Cup final. But I mean, it's it's so crazy that it's been that long since the Canucks have been to the second round, uh, let alone the playoffs in general. But I mean, it's it's just amazing seeing everyone around uh, excited about the Canucks. And and I mean, this is just the beginning. It's just not even like 2011's team was kind of, you know, going towards the end. I mean, this is the beginning of, of very exciting stuff. That's a really good point. And 2011, you know, that team was so good. And we know all the guys that were on that team. Edler and Tanner were the, the only holdovers from that team. But you're right, because uh, after the next two seasons, they got bounced in the first round, whereas this is really our first foray in five years. So um, if this is the start, depending on how far we go this year, if, we're, if this starts a, a run of consecutive years to the playoffs, and you're right, that is, that's awesome. And it's pretty exciting to, to be a part of it and to see the nice mix we have of the the youth and the veterans for sure. Yeah, I mean, you're looking at the guys like Elias Pettersson, Quinn Hughes, they've just taken over these playoffs. And, you know, I mean, Quinn Hughes is being talked in the same breath of being one of the best defensemen in the league right now. And we were talking on the, pod, on the episode uh, previous to this one that, you know, Quinn Hughes is, it's legitimately, he is one of the top defensemen in the league and he's only 20 years old. Yeah, that's amazing. And, and you know, uh, we don't get too caught up in what happens with the Calder voting. We know that the vote's been already done and yeah. McCarr's had uh, his playoffs has been fine as well, but it's kind of funny. Like if, if, if McCarr wins, 
But if we happen to win a Stanley Cup, it's the exact same thing as last year, but reverse, right? When Pedersen yeah, yeah. won the Calder, but Bennington ultimately had the last lap. He, well, he didn't tonight. I mean, last night, I think we had the last lap. But <laughs> last season, Bennington certainly, you know, I think we'd all agree. We'd much rather have a Stanley Cup than a Calder trophy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Admittedly, yeah, yeah, for sure. So, I mean, let's talk a little bit about that game six. I mean, I didn't expect the Canucks to come out and actually win that game handily. I thought it was going to be much closer, but you know, credit the whole team from the coaches down, um, how they played that game, how the Canucks, even just from game five on, how well coached they looked and how, how much they wanted to win these games. Yeah. They seem very focused, very focused. And uh, maybe it's because they came in as one of the, the uh, play in teams, or maybe it's because, yeah, they're, they're so young and experienced inexperienced and naive not in a childish way they simply haven't had this experience yet it's almost an, uh, a blissful ignorance so yeah. they don't know what it's like uh, maybe that's good or that's bad but you can see that they they were the more energetic team they're the more uh, vocal team and it certainly showed in, in the results o- over that past series yeah I mean Dan mentioned something uh, earlier about the Blues looking tired and the injuries getting you know getting and getting up to them and the thing is, it's like we're not taking anything away from the Canucks, that's for sure. But, uh, yeah, it may have played into it. Uh, the Blues aren't a fast team in general. And the Canucks' speed actually seemed to overwhelm them at times, especially in games five and six. Yeah, I agree. And I think the biggest – we saw that the most was the Canucks' forwards against the Blues' D. Like, And we, I remember us talking about this when we previewed the series, Matthew, as we were yeah. saying that the Blues' D is good, but they're big, and they're not the most mobile ever. Falk, you know, can move, but Petrangelo, Pareko, those, Dunn, those guys aren't, aren't speedsters by – by any uh, Gunnarsson aren't by any stretch of the imagination. So you're right. Game the games coincidentally, not coincidentally, the games that we won were the four games that you really saw us take advantage of our speed. And that not just the Pedersons and Millers of the world. It was guys like Mott, right, and Vertanen. Yeah. So yeah, oh, I want to exciting. talk about those guys. <laughs> hey, um, let's do it. Know, the thing is, is about you know the first few games we didn't see the bottom six at all. Um, you know, you start, and then when we say, you know, the Canucks need to get some bottom six scoring, need some guys to step up that, that are not Pedersen, that are not JT Miller. Um, and then we see Tyler Mott kind of come out of, I don't know about if it's nowhere. He's had a really great playoffs in the penalty killing and, uh, you know, aspect of it. And he's, he works hard. He's probably has the highest engine of the team. And, you know, it's great to see a guy like that get some gold. Yes, absolutely. And then, I know, I think we've, we've mentioned it too when we, when we try and project next year's roster. That's a guy who, you know, it's not like he's going to play himself to a two or two and a half million dollar contract. No, no. If, if he's still in the one to one and a half million dollar range, you know, that's a really nice contract for the Canucks. Yeah, and the, and the thing is he brings so much. And I was kind of comparing him maybe unfairly to like an Alex Burroughs. I don't think he'll ever be that 30 goal scorer because Burroughs did play with the Sedins. Uh, two elite playmakers and thing is, but I see a lot more offense from Mott if he can get going. He's not, you know, old. He's 25. He's not like he's he's uh, up there in age. He still has some development that he could do. But even if he is a 10, 15 goal scorer, I think he's still a very valuable member of the Canucks. Absolutely, and we would take a 10 to 15 goal score in our bottom six anytime. I think, especially yeah. for 1.2 million or whatever he's making right now. Yeah, that's right, and. Another guy is Jake Bertanen, who we've talked about. We talked about before this series. We talked about him in the Minnesota series. Um, you know what? He's actually, these last two games, has probably been his best of the playoffs. 
Yes, absolutely. And I, we wanted to see him do well, especially when Sferling went down after just two games against Minnesota. So we need guys like him that will drag the team, his teammates into the fight with them. Whether it's, yeah, McEwen, who did okay in, in the couple games he played. Yeah. Whether it's a guy like Roussel, whose minutes drop, you know, as you get to the third period, but still very feisty. You're right. We need these kind of players to not only protect, but just be poop disturbers in, in the games yeah. themselves. And we, we saw right. like how much we hate Sammy Blay, right? David Perron and those guys, because they were annoying to us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. And that's what Bertanen's got to be, is annoying to the other team. And, uh, and that's the thing. He, he has speed, he has size, and you see him, you know, drives the net a couple times in the last game. And he said, well, this guy, he has to do this all the time because he can create those problems. And we were saying about, uh, you know, he was moved up to Pedersen and JT Miller's line there or Pedersen's line, and he started thriving. And the thing is, he may just need guys around him that are skilled to maybe take the focus off him or something. I don't know. But it just seems like he plays better with skill. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. And I think, yeah, uh, when when he is looked to be as the skill carrier on a line, it's not the best situation, right? But when he can be a complementary player, exactly what you said, and play with guys that are more skilled than him, that's yeah, a much better fit for me. And we can see just that, that nice uh, three-way passing goal in game five oh, down yeah. by the side of the net. It was beautiful. Yeah, it was really nice. I mean, yeah. it's like Harlem Globetrotters there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, Without I mean, the music, though. Without, Without the music. music. <laughs> yeah. That's right. So, I mean, it, you know, the Canucks skill, ultimately, skill and will ultimately uh, won that series for them. And goaltending was another big one. Jacob Markstrom. Uh, is the going to be the X factor we'll talk about a little, you know, next, but he was a difference maker in a couple of those games. And, you know, the saves that they said about, uh, you know, a huge save on Robert Thomas that kind of rallied them around him and, you know, goes to four one, you don't know. I mean, the blues may have, may win the series. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, JT Miller, Brock Bester, Troy Stetcher, all in their post games, Pedersen as well. They're, they're all talking about how much they love, playing with Marky for Marky. Yeah. And um, no, you're, you're so right. And that game, even JT Miller admitted that was ugly in the second period. It was, <laughs> I was getting like a funny feeling watching it at home. I, I don't know about you, but I didn't feel very comfortable. No, it didn't. And <laughs> I mean, I was, I was going off like, ah, this series is over. And before that, I'm like, because the blues just seem like they're taking over again. And, uh, and then my sister's like, be positive. And I'm like, I know it's hard sometimes, especially when you know. And then he's, and then I start, okay, I guess we'll see what happens. And then JT Miller scored that goal to make it three two. And then she's like, look what positivity does. And I said, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Is your sister a big Canucks fan, Matthew? She's getting there. She's a bit bit bigger and lately, but uh, yeah. yeah, it's uh, it's it's great to see. Again, we're getting new fans again, and yeah, it's great. I mean, we're getting. It doesn't matter, like you said, you tweeted out earlier that it doesn't matter if you're bandwagoner you know you're a fan forever we are all yep. in this and you know we're all canucks fans you got it i call it the fan wagon and the bandwagon doesn't matter which one you're on there's room on both that's right and i mean <laughs> we, you know, it doesn't matter <laughs> you know it's, we all cheer for the canucks and and that's just the biggest thing about it um Absolutely. yeah that's right so i let's talk about the next series i mean it's all it's going to be a big challenge against the Vegas Golden Knights. We know how fast and deep though that team is and how much the Canucks have had problems with them in the past. Um, you know, they haven't played them since December. So, I mean, you can't really take much 
but uh, this team is a strong team. They are. And um, I was saying in my own vlog how St. Louis was like, um, you know, uh, uh, upsized Minnesota. Why well, I'd say Vegas yeah. is an upsized St. Louis. They're just, yeah. they're just as big with Tuck and, and Carrier and Reeves. And they're fa- faster, I'd say, than St. Louis with all their, their speedsters. And, and their bottom six is a lot of fast guys, too. We might not know their names that well, but I do know that they play with a lot of speed. But maybe, and, and their, their goaltending is much better than the Blues, and I, I'm sure we'll talk about that. But I guess, I guess the, maybe the, the one Achilles heel, and it's not even a weakness. Is I'm really, really stretching here to find a weakness. But maybe, just maybe the Canucks can exploit some of the, the lack of foot speed on their D as well. They have Theodore, yeah. who's good. But, you know, Schmidt, uh, he's okay. You know, McNabb's not the fastest guy. Uh, Alec Martinez, he's okay. But they're, they're not speedsters by any uh, stretch of the imagination. No, like we were talking on our you know, last episode about this, is that Quinn Hughes may be the equalizer here. And just how much Hughes has taken over series and how much he seems to always be pushing the puck up the ice, he could be that guy that could make the difference between the two teams. No, absolutely. Yeah, they don't, they don't have a Quinn Hughes for sure, but it's not – but I get it. We don't have a Mark Stone either, so no, like, we're match ready. So, yeah. <laughs> So I, I guess it goes both ways, right? <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's very true. And the thing is, is the way Markstrom's playing too, I mean, uh, yeah. he could be an equalizer as well, depending on, you know, I mean, the sounds like Robin Leonard's going to start game one, um, right. just from the rumors around. And, uh, you know, everyone's talking about Marc-Andre Fleury, the Cucks haven't beaten him in regulation since like 2010 or something crazy. It's been a while. Wow, that's nuts. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, but he's in the e- he was in the East before, and I mean, it's kind of, you know, I don't know. But the thing is, is Robin Leonard, the Canucks have played against him in the past, and I don't know what I haven't looked up the stats on him of how well the Canucks have done against him, but uh, he is a good goaltender. Yeah, and someone told me, and maybe you have a better memory than me, Matthew. Someone told me that Leonard did play in goal in the seven five victory that we had over them when he was with Chicago. Does that make sense to you? That's actually sounds right. Actually. Yeah. I think Red okay, Leonard so then, did play that game. Yeah. 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 So from that standpoint, you know, obviously he's not unbeatable, but you're right. He's carried the lion's share of the, the Vegas games so far. And I don't know if you saw it, but Fleury's agent is too busy, um, you know, sending out controversial tweets. Did you see that today? <laughs> I did see that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. And then they're talking about him being shipped out too. And, Oh yeah, I, I don't know if that's the right stuff to be coming out right now, especially when your team's starting a second round series, but that's here nor yes. there. So. <laughs> no, 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 I, I, that's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Not the right publicity to come out right now, but uh, no, okay. for sure. But I mean, the thing is, is yeah, the Golden Knights, their defense is not like we were talking before too. It's they're not the marquee. I mean, they don't have any marquee names. Shea Theodore is right. probably the biggest name you can take out of them. Um, yep. But Alec Martinez has been through the wars with LA. Um, you know, uh, McNabb's a great defenseman too. I mean, they have, they defend by committee as well. So, I mean, you look at a team like this, I'm dating myself a bit too, uh, where the Carolina Hurricanes, when they won the cup, their defense was not well known, but uh, they, they just did it. So, I mean, it's not like they're going to be uh, huge names. They don't have a, you know, Petrangelo type defenseman, but they're still solid. That's a great point. You, you asked someone to name the top 15 defenders in the league and out of Minnesota, you might've got a Dumba, right? Out of St. Yeah. Louis, you would've got Petrangelo and 
we're excited about Quinn Hughes as a, already a top 10, if not a top five D man, but you're right. You go to Vegas and say, name me a top 15 defenseman from Vegas. And you probably wouldn't, you could say Theodore might be top 20 or top 25, yeah. but you're right. After that, it's guys like Schmidt McNabb and Martinez and Nick Holden who collectively, yeah, they're pretty good. They're yeah. like uh, good goaltending. Isn't just good goaltending. You need a decent defense in front of you, but you're right. They don't have the marquee names that say even the Canucks do, although it's only one really in Quinn Hughes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. We, again, we're, I mean, the Canucks have, have good defensemen, but in, in that type of realm, yeah, Quinn Hughes is probably their, your top. I mean, Chris Tanev would probably rank in a top defensive defenseman role in the league right now, but not in an overall. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. And uh, we love him here, obviously, because we know him to be such a warrior. You know, rumors about trying to get him to Toronto a few years ago at the trade deadline. But yeah, yeah you're, you're right. You know, Edler and Tanev are on, say, on the, the other side of, of the, the apex of their careers. But, um, you know, if we can still get a, a, at least one good year of Tanev here, and then we have Edler for at least one more year under contract, we'll see. But yeah, you're right. They, are, they can serve also in other, in other roles, not only playing well and playing solid, but mentors, uh, leaders, and, and bringing, basically paving the way for guys like Rathbone and Yolevi yeah. and, and Rafferty going forward. Yeah, that's right. I mean, the defense is going to have a different look next season, but I mean, mm. right now, this is where what the Canucks have. And, you know, I don't want to talk about next season yet because there's going to be some cap issues. We all know, uh, you know, all the stuff that's going to be, but right now the Canucks are in the playoffs in the second round. So uh, let's, shelf that right now <laughs> sure yeah let's shelf that we got a lot of time to talk about that <laughs> we have many 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 more so yeah the thing is that and i mean the canucks you know what i mean as much as everyone's kind of again counting the canucks out of this series that vegas is a much tougher team they're not going to have they're not going to be able to get through them i think this is this is going to be a battle for the golden knights too because the canucks do have skill that have speed um you know what they're gonna give them all they can handle it yeah and wasn't it you matt didn't you say canucks and six did you get it right the blues one yeah i did say six yeah yeah i and remember six. that because when because yeah. i remember i said seven and then when you said well i'm gonna do one better and, and saying six i it kind of <laughs> uh, surprised me but in a good way and you were right yeah i said to dan i'm like look look at that we're right and dan picked canucks and six as well uh, for this series, he picked Vegas and five. And I said, my gosh, come on. <laughs> that's, well, yeah, that's, that's strong. Like you can say Vegas is, uh, is a better team. You think they'll win. And that's, that would be a totally justifiable position, but justifiable, but in five, that's, that's, that's even, that's sharp for even Dan. Yeah. What, what did you say? I said, I said Canucks and seven. I, yeah, that's exactly I, what I've been saying too. Yeah, I looked at it after I said it. I looked at yours and, and I'm like, oh my gosh, we're right on the same page here. Yeah, yeah. So why so do I mean, you why do you say that? Why do you say that? I think in the end, the Canucks' skill and uh, just the overall X factors the Canucks have um, will come out on top. And I just have this feeling about this team this year, and it's something that I kind of had from the beginning since the Minnesota series and since as the Canucks have been building here. Yeah. I just yeah. have this feeling that the Canucks are just going to be able to get out of this. Yeah. This year's kind of weird too, man, because I was talking to some friends yesterday and obviously with that extra round, the play-in round, and there are 24 teams instead of 16, it feels like we've been in playoff hockey forever, right? But we've only won one round, technically. Like, it's true. So it's true. It's, yeah. It's, but then it's funny how, how just the numbers naturally – 
you go 24. Well, that's no big deal. Three quarters of the league are here right now. Right. Then you say now we're in the final 16. Okay. That makes sense. Now we're in the actual true playoffs, but then it goes from 16 to eight. You're like, wow, we actually have a chance here. Yeah. We really do. It's crazy. It's crazy. Like Dan said, I hope you're, I hope you're right because he thinks that he just thinks the Knights have uh, luck on their side. It seems like all the bounces go their way. And, uh, it's like all the time the Canucks just in the past haven't had much success against them. They allow a lot of goals against them too. And mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, I mean, it has a point. I mean, there is some things. I mean, it's not, I'm not saying the Canucks are better than the Knights, the golden Knights. I mean, on yeah, paper, we're not, golden we're not saying are that. a better team. Right, right, um, right. But I just think the Canucks have more character in their room and more, I don't know what it's like that X factor that seems like Stanley cup winners have in the past. They've got that, that you can't really say what it is and they just have. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Team of destiny, you know, I guess. You know, it feels at least like it's starting to be that way. And you know, Vegas, would you say that Chicago is not a tough opponent? Not really. They were the number, weren't yeah. they the 12th seed coming in? They were, really, right? Yeah, that's right. I really don't think the Knights, the Golden Knights really had much of a challenge against that team. I mean, yeah. I, I picked, I mean, legitimately, I picked the Blackhawks to come out of that series because I thought, oh, you know, the guys are getting together again. And, you know, it looks yeah. like, but, you know, the Golden Knights are still, they kind of overwhelmed them a bit. And, yeah. You know, I yeah. mean, there are some aging veterans there that were the ones performing in the, against them. And then the rookies kind of went away. Um, they don't have a Quinn Hughes. They don't have an Elias Pettersson. And yeah. uh, it just seems like Pettersson and Hughes are just, they just keep getting better every game. And uh, yeah, and it just seems like guys that can just take over. And I mean, I may be, I may be having rose colored glasses on a bit, but <laughs> you know, I, I just feel that the Canucks have a big chance of, you know, getting through this. It's not going to be easy. I'm not going to say it's going to be easy, but right. Uh, I think they're going to have that expa- that factor to be able to get out of there in seven. No, I, I agree with you. Um, goaltending, they got to need good special teams and you want to stay healthy, but all, every team can say that, right. All, all yeah. that they need all six of those things. The one thing that uh, among many things, but I'll be interested in is I think uh, Mark Stone to me, he's the challenging He'll yeah, be the the, yeah. the Vegas Knights' biggest. He's their Ryan O'Reilly, right? He's just yeah, that's what I he, think you know, too, yeah. yeah, he's he's almost as good defensively, and he's much better offensively. So you know, give it give a bit here, take a little bit here, but he's good. He's like very very good, and he, uh, yeah, he, I think he might pose some problems for the Canucks. Maybe you try and do that whole Miller Horvat combination to heavier, mm-hmm. great two way player, skilled guys that might go against that Stone Cross and Pacioretty line. Yeah, I think the thing is too is that the Golden Knights aren't as physical of a team as the blues mm. were. So, I mean, they may be, I mean, their size, they are a bigger team too. Um, but I mean, they are, they're going to present a challenge and that's for, that's for sure. But I think the Canucks play a style that can match up well against them because they are a transition team. They're both the Canucks and golden Knights. They're both, they both work off transition and mistakes. So yeah. Yeah. If, you know, it's going to be a battle of the transition games, which is exciting because I love that type of hockey. I'd rather have that than, uh, you know, the Washington Capitals playing against the New York Islanders there. I mean, geez. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't the most exciting Crack hockey. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. I know I, those Washington guys, and they're going to have to blow that thing up. You know, I think they're all, they're collectively all of them, right? Backstrom, Ovechkin, Kuznetsov, they're all getting, oh, she, they're all getting a little older. Right. And yeah. And uh, yeah, they don't have the same, although, 
what am I talking about? They just won the Santa Cup two years ago. So. <laughs> Nothing that far. But I mean, the yeah, thing exactly. is, is, you know, they, they just didn't seem to be able to break that defensive structure the Islanders have. And I mean, it's not the most exciting hockey. And I'm glad that, you know, the teams that are still remaining in the West, I mean, Dallas, I guess, is more of a defensive team, if you want to think. But, you know, I think the Avalanche are getting through there. So the next yep. opponent that the Canucks could potentially get is the Avalanche, and that just creates even more. But that that <laughs> team, though, the Canucks have played well against them, and they're a fast team, and they play similar style to the Canucks too. So, no, you're right, and actually, yeah, really good. Uh, yeah, I was just gonna say, and when I was doing predictions prior to the Canucks Blues series. I actually thought that we get Colorado next. Well, although I still picked Dallas to beat Calgary, I, I just had maybe the way the seating I thought might shake out, or maybe I thought that Calgary would end up being Dallas. I, I thought we were going to get Colorado in the second round, and then if we got past them, Vegas in the third. Yeah. It just might be, re- it might be reversed if, if Colorado, as expected, gets through Dallas, right? Yeah, and, and the thing is, is like, yeah, the Canucks are, they're going to be in tough in this series, and but they're going to be able to match up, I think, better than a lot of people are thinking right now. I think a lot of people are going to be picking the Knights in five or six. Um, but, I mean, the Canucks, they seem to do well as the underdogs. So we'll see what happens. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, the Canucks are – it's just fun to be talking. Uh, play, I mean, playoff hockey in general. And now that the Canucks are in the second round, it's it's getting yeah. more exciting by the day. And I'm like, this is a great day, great time for me to start, uh, you know, I haven't been in the Canucks content creator realm for a long time. This is probably, I've been in for about a year and a half now. And I'm like, yep. this is the perfect timing. <laughs> no, it's, so. it's true. And it's funny you mentioned that, Matt, because I, I had a, um, a younger, um, I guess he's a teenage uh, guy, teenage boy that um, comes on my live streams once in a while and says hello. And he, 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 I chat with him on Instagram and he basically said he wants to start a YouTube channel. I said, that's awesome. That do it. And he goes, should I do it now or wait till the end of the playoffs? I said, no, absolutely no, do, do it, it now. now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cause you, all the people are starving for Canucks content. They're excited about the team. And if you do it, as soon as the Canucks are out, you basically lost a, a massive opportunity. Yeah. Cause you're talking about off season then. And that's not always fun. <laughs> no, exactly. although yes this offseason will be a little shorter will be yeah yeah um, i guess more stories going on but still yeah you um you want to be doing your stuff right well while the Canucks are doing their stuff for sure yeah there's a lot more to talk about and a lot more positive stuff to talk about usually uh yeah, Canucks yeah. are doing well and and i mean there's gonna be games like we had to talk about the those losses that they had against the blues and I'm sure we'll be talking some losses against the Knights and too. So, but I mean, it's still fun to be talking uh, the Canucks and playoff hockey and stuff like that, because it's something we don't normally talk about. It's been a long time. Absolutely. Hey, I got a question for you. If we can bounce back to the blues series, if that's okay. Sure. So, you may have seen, I've been tweeting a little bit about, um, I'm always fascinating to, fascinated to watch the press conferences of the opposing coach and the opposing <laughs> players. And, yeah, yeah. and I've said many times, I don't expect the Blues to kiss the Canucks' feet. These are proud athletes. And, and, but I was really taken aback by the lack of respect they, or yes. credit, I should say, Holy. they seem to give the Canucks. And even last night, it was, oh, that's a good team over there. But this is how we messed up. Or that's Much. a good young team yeah, over yeah. there. But, but this is how we could have done better. And like I said, uh, it, the, the job of the St. Louis Blues is not to pump the Canucks' tires. But I, you also, uh, you know, uh, as a proud Canucks fan, you like it when you hear 
other coaches, other players talk about our team, so to speak. Yeah. So, so, but then some people clap back at me and say, oh, Clay, what, why are you even worried about what the other team says? And I, I have time for that argument, but maybe it's just me. Uh, so what's your take on something like that? I, you know, what's funny is that I brought that up in the last episode with Dan too. And oh. I said, you know what, you know, you know, Craig Ruby after the game, he's saying, Oh, you know, I, uh, you know, we gave them goals. I'm like, when did yeah. you give the Canucks goals? I mean, when did you give them goals? All those goals were because the Canucks were hard on your, on the forecheck, um, created turnovers. That's giving goals. I don't know. Like then we can say the same thing about the blues. Oh, you know what? We uh, we gave you goals because you're hard on the forecheck and you got turnovers. I mean, it, yes. it's it's because the Canucks were hard on the forecheck. That's not giving them goals. But I mean, <laughs> I I find that Barubi didn't really have much respect for the Canucks skill, even throughout yeah. the series. I found, and all of his comments after the game is like, oh, it was because we didn't play our game. Um, yes, how about yes, because yeah. the Canucks are a better team than you <laughs> and have a bit more speed and skill that that's why they beat you, not because you didn't do something right. But, yeah, too bad even, you, you weren't you, know. you were on the Zoom call. I would love for you to call in and say that. <laughs> I should, yeah. <laughs> and even Perron said, oh, we've got a couple bad bounces. Like, when were there any bad bounces? <laughs> like, I want to know. I want him to point out a bad bounce that led yeah. to a goal. I mean – I, I, I do. I, and the thing is that I agree. I, I get my back up with that too. And I shouldn't care yeah. about what the other yeah. team kind of think, but it's, it's good. You know, they got to give credit where credit's due as well. I mean, yeah, that's fair. And I like it when coaches kind of say, you know, that, that Quinn Hughes, that he's a great defenseman. And you know, right. that's, you know, I, I find whenever I hear that from other coaches, it's like, okay, it's not just us. Right. I think that's yeah. what part of it is. It's like that Jim is saying, well, you know, we're on the Canuck bubble that we think all of our players are great. No one else does. And mm. it's great having that outside feedback to say, yes, we, we know what we're talking about. And, you know, Canucks fans as a whole, we're all very knowledgeable. And, uh, and it's great. That's, it's great to talk to everyone because we are all knowledgeable fans. Yeah, absolutely. So what are your predictions for the other series? Well, I'm going uh, – well, this one was, yeah, Canucks in seven. I got yep. uh, Colorado in six. Yeah. Um, no, no, it was Colorado in five. I was okay. – I don't think Dallas has much of a chance against them. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so mm-hmm. Dallas in – I don't know. Yeah, Avs in five. And then uh, in, the, uh, in the east, I got the Islanders coming out in five. Uh, wow. Against, yeah. They, I, I just find the, the Islanders just seem to have that – yeah, there's another team that I think is on the rise, and I wish they played more exciting hockey. But <laughs> <laughs> there's another team that's yeah, I think they're. But I mean, credit Barry Trotz with that team. They've been, you know, he's coached them well, that's for sure. And yeah. then the other one, I'm going uh, Tampa in seven for that one. Okay, cool. I'm three of the four the same as you. I got Vancouver, Colorado, and Tampa, but I, I do think the Flyers will win. But I, I have that in a, in a actually a hard-fought seven-gamer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. could be too. I, I just find they don't have much of a chance, but we'll see. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so it, it's, it's great, and hopefully we'll be talking more and have another one after, <laughs> after this yeah. series. Yeah. Uh, because it's it's we're, great to be talking before a new series with us, and that's not the end. No, we're two. Yeah, that's cool. We're two for two, which is good, which is very yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> and um, uh, yeah, I think um, th- yeah, this 
overall, this, we're, yeah, we're excited because the Canucks have not been here for nine years. We're excited because I love your point, actually. And I haven't, I actually haven't heard, heard a lot of people make that point of, as uh, whereas 2011, it's coming actually at the tail. Well, it's weird. Like we had better 29 and 09 and 2010, we lost to Chicago. And then 2011, yeah. we kind of hit our peak. 2012, we still run the President's Trophy, but then we were ousted in the first round. But you're right. This seems like the start of another three to five year run, but but really peaking early in it. So that bodes well, hopefully, as long as we, you know, make some good decisions on the off season. I know we yeah. can talk about that in a future episode, but yeah, it's an exciting time, Matthew. You're, you're exactly right. Yeah. And the thing is, is it's just, again, like I said, it's just the beginning and you see guys like we have Todd Colson coming soon. Uh, yeah. Hoglander. I mean, there's more exciting prospects coming up that Rathbone and guys like that. I mean, this is not <laughs> the end by any means. And, I can still have some exciting guys to watch in the future. And then, you know what, we're going to, we're going to have to start a second branch of the GLCPC. I don't know what we call it, but the, maybe the almost good looking Canucks positive. No, that doesn't sound right. That's not right. <laughs> we'll figure no, it out. We got right. some time. That's right. Yeah. You got the name down. Yeah, exactly. So it, yeah, it's, it's always fun talking with you, Clay. It's a, uh, it's great to, to, for you to come on the podcast. I, I love it that uh, they are always willing to come on. No, I, I, no, thank you for having me. Th- ask me anytime, Matthew. And if I, if I have the time, I'd love to come on. And as I said, and as, and I said, actually quite formally on my Twitter account, as formal as a little one minute video can be, or two minute video can be. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a lot of space for all content creators, where there's podcaster like you, where there's a vlogger like me, uh, people doing their own written blogs, whatever it may be. Yes, there's, yeah. um, yeah, there's a lot of space and now's the time, right? When, when the fan wagon and the bandwagon are growing. So let's celebrate each other and support each other as opposed yes. to worrying about uh, beating each other in the ratings, so to speak. Yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself, that's for sure. Um, so oh, yeah, thanks awesome. Clay for coming on and uh, hopefully we're talking even more positivity in the future here. Yep, I'll, I'll mark it down now. Two weeks from now, we, we, we meet again on the weekend to talk about the Canucks versus the Avalanche. <laughs> uh, yes, yes. <laughs> All thanks right. again thanks. matthew i appreciate it man yeah thanks clay for coming on the podcast it's always great to talk to you and uh and the canucks uh, in general and just talking about the the next series so it's great um yeah so the next series goes uh tonight, later tonight uh 7 30 um no rest for the weary that's for sure the canucks are uh, just off the high of winning against the st louis blues not much time to celebrate they're right back at it uh tonight so Everyone's going to be pumped to watch them against the Golden Knights. We'll see how they come out. Uh, hopefully they come out flying and get an uh, early series lead, kind of put that seed of doubt into the Golden Knights' heads and hopefully get going really quick there too. So then we ride the high from that win and uh, into game one. So it's going to be exciting to watch. And uh, everyone, uh, please celebrate responsibly whenever the games are over because uh, we're still in the midst of COVID. So, uh, you know, everyone social distances and all that. So, uh, but yeah, it's great to celebrate. Great to be a Canucks fan right now. But just do it, uh, you know, socially distance and do that stuff so we can get through this and we can actually go to Canucks games in the future and actually go to the Rogers Arena again. So uh, thanks for that, everyone. And um, again, we're part of the Hockey Writers uh, Podcast Network. And uh, yeah, so there's some great articles over there. I've got uh, an article coming out, um, came out this morning. Uh, it's about uh, how the Canucks match up with the Golden Knights, uh, some, some analytics about some comparisons there. So give that a read. And of course, give uh, everyone else on the Hockey Writers uh, some love as well. 
I read some of their articles because there's some great, they're all great writers over there and uh, it's great. So uh, thanks everyone for listening. And of course, as always, go Canucks, go.